Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. And you're going to believe it today because you, on purpose, not by accident, are listening to the show with the amazing Laura Rubin. I was attracted to her from the first time I met her when I learned about joy and her celebrating so many fantastic things for women and people of the world. And I'm so happy to have her on the show. Laura, welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Well, she's actually here many times in Boost Power Podcast, you know, especially during the COVID. We could never be together, but it's so fun to get to have Boost Power Podcast back on the road, not only in Scotland and England, which I must say was pretty darn fun, but here in my headquarters in my studio. So, Laura, we love to dive into who you are today and what kind of path you took to get there, right? Because my philosophy is people make up stuff about people they think are successful. And that would be you. So, oh, that Laura Rubin. It was so easy for her. She just had that silver spoon. She just walked into every single thing she ever got. She never had to innovate. She never had to, you know, pick up her own self and figure it out. And I believe behind the scenes of everyone I meet is the true story. So um, you don't have to start all the way back. But um, growing up, like, who were you as a kid? And could you see where you became the joy-filled Laura Rubin of today? So... As a child, I was a very happy child, and uh, I had a great upbringing. My parents, my brother and I, we would travel a lot, had a lot of fun and joy in, in our lives. And to be honest with you, I, I really enjoyed my life. And then, not that I stopped enjoying my life, but I, as I became an adult, I started checking off all the boxes, all the boxes that, you know, the world says, this is what success is. You're going to get married. You're going to have children. You're, you know, you're going to have a great job and you're going to get married. You know, you're going to go to college, not necessarily in that order. We'll go in the right order. But in any case, I checked off all the boxes only to get to midlife and to be what everyone thought was successful and realize something was missing. I was not fulfilled. Something just wasn't right. Even though from the outside, if people saw me, they would say, oh, she's got it going on, which I appreciated all of those things. And yet on the inside, I still wasn't fulfilled. Uh, you know, I always wanted to know how people had the 2.5 children. You know, they always said the, the thing to do, right? Yes. Check off the box. It was always 2.5 children. It's like, how do you have a point? Five. I'm not quite sure I understood that. But That's I, exactly yes, right. I think we grew up in the same generation of uh, this is what you're supposed to do. The supposed is. Yes. Right. I always say don't should on yourself. Yes, exactly. Uh, I too should it on myself. Okay. So you were supposed to be all that, but what was really going on? What was really going on was I realized that in my climb up ladder, so to speak, I had lost myself along the way and I did all the shoulds and the have tos and everything that I thought I was supposed to do. And I really didn't know who Laura was. And so I lost my job a little after 40s. In my mid 40s, I lost my job. The company closed and I had a choice. Do I go back to doing what I 
was good at, which did not light me up, which was the bookkeeping and the billing and the administrative work, executive assistant type work. Uh, and I was the CFO at the time of a construction company. And Or do I go out and find something that really lit up my soul and you know just brought joy to my life? And I chose the latter. And so I went on a journey and I did several things, kept searching. I thought the next thing that I wanted to do was to be a personal trainer, which I completely enjoyed. However, five years in, I got bored again. I'm like, oh no, this, that same old, like, this isn't it feeling showed up. But what I realized was what I liked about it was working with people. You know, as a personal trainer, your clients come to you and bring whatever is going on in their day to you. And you get a half an hour to 45 minutes just to sit and talk with them while while they're lifting weights or doing whatever they're supposed to be doing. And that is what I really enjoyed. And so at that point, I decided that I was going to become a coach. Then it became what kind of coach? Because you can coach. There are so many so different many. things. Yes. Yep. Everyone's a coach. Somehow. Yes. yes, exactly. We all, we all, to some degree, are coaches. For me, I decided that I was so enjoying my life even more, just starting to really enjoy my life. And I came across women that were in the same situation that I was, that had done all the right, well, what they thought was all the right things, what weren't fulfilled, weren't happy, didn't have joy. And I decided that it was my time to educate, inspire, and empower them to what I call live wild awake. Okay, but go back, go back, because when you were checking off boxes, yes. did you get married? Yes. Are you still married? No, okay. not not to that. Married. I am married now, okay. but not to that. I call that a practice yes. marriage. Yes. I, I think that really helped me with my good marriage. Okay. Box number two, children. Yeah, two. I have two girls. Okay. And what are what are their ages? I have one that's, I have to think about this, 36 and one that's 30. You So you were 10 years old when you were a bride. Exactly. Exactly. I look across the table at you and say, how could this 30-year-old something have a 26-year-old child? That would be biologically impossible. Okay. Awesome. So you checked that box. Yep. Off. I did. Okay. Great. I checked off the career box. Yes. I have to, I had the 0.5 college box. I did not finish college, but I went. Well, you know, and that's a whole nother podcast, I think. You know, I think education is so broad. I am so impressed with technical training and edu education. Um, my daughter is at a trade school for fashion design in mm -hmm. Milan, Italy, and that is her jam. You know, yeah. she is making patterns and putting together teams of knitwear and having internships where she knits. And that is so much more hands-on than her just sitting, you know, in a four-year university. So agree. Taking the back, the regular classes. Could not agree with you more. I think that there is a better use of time and money to get an education as such as your daughter is doing. I really agree with that hundred percent. And it's funny, though, back to check boxes in my generation, which is probably slightly close to your generation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, ours was, hello, you go to a state university. And I remember saying to my dad, hey, I got these really high SATs. I've heard of this place called Northwestern. It's in Chicago. That's not very far away. And he said, Indiana University, Purdue University, Ball State University. And I was like, yeah, but those are the state schools. Dad, I am really smart. And I've heard this university called Northwestern. And he's like, IU, Purdue, Ball State. So in my family, no one ever talked about not going to college. It was just an expectation. Yes. So that, that was one of those shoulds. That was one of those checked off boxes. It didn't even occur to me that I 
wouldn't go or couldn't go. And, uh, and it was not, to be honest, it was not a great experience for me. And that's why I'm the 0.5. I yeah. only got half a check on my checkbox. Oh, gosh. But it's it's not too late, you young thing. Who knows? You could go back to that checkbox. Okay, I, I digress. But I wanted to hear about those checkboxes. Because, again, yes. this show is all about all of us talking about the truth. And not finishing college or not really having that fit for you. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. Totally get it. Not a fit for my daughter. Um, and she would not have done well with my dad. <laughs> Again, IU, Purdue, Ball State, no questions. So the big picture for me was I was constantly looking for validation and worth outside myself. You know, it was the, the all those checkboxes meant that you were worthy, meant that you were good, meant that you had it going on. And what I realized was it didn't do any of that and really I needed to figure out who I was and what was important to me and what brought me joy. And that's where the worthiness was going to come from, from within. Boy, and boy, this is such a great subject because I can totally resemble that remark. And I think it's so interesting when you're brought up through grade school and middle school and high school and college and you are scored (laughs) on your academics and you're literally told that if you are smart academically, that that means something. Yes. Like yes. you are okay. When, you know, some of the smartest people could be some of the quirkiest people could not be okay. And some of uh, us multitaskers who had a lot of fun at college, you <laughs> still pulled it out, um, you know, maybe did it differently. So yeah. Um, yeah, that is such a great insight. We are listening to Boost Power Podcast. Our guest is Laura Rubin. We're going to get to all the gooey joy and how you're going to live your best life after this break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. Yes. So you, me, and Laura Rubin, all the same, checking off the boxes, shooting on ourselves, letting the world should on us and uh, until we don't. And so let's talk about women living their very best and all these cool different programs and experiences that you're now focusing on to deliver um, that people part and also your own brilliance to the world. Thank you. So my passion is to help women entrepreneurs embrace living wild awake, which we talked about, well, which we use that phrase. And that really is about having the audacity to live a bold, brazen life that is on their terms, by their design, that they're stepping out, they, you know, doing what lights them up and really just being who they are in all situations, professionally and personally. They're bringing themselves to every arena. Okay, living wild awake. So let's go into this a little bit more because that sounds really good on paper, but I want to really dive into what does it mean to live wild and live awake? What does that really mean when you talk about that? So what do you think about when you think, oh, she's the wild child? What happens to the wild child? They kind of get thumb, you know, they get a little pushed down. Yo, you can't be wild. You have to sit in your chair. You can't speak out. You can't wear all those patterns, you mean? 
Like you're too chubby to wear patterns on your bottom half, said my mother. Oh, gosh. I know. And now look from heaven, she's probably looking down and going, look at all those patterns on her bottom half and that art design. Oh, my goodness. So it's just, it's embracing that wild. We've been told as women that being wild, oh, no, we can't do that. It's shedding those beliefs and going inward. And what does wild, because what what does wild mean to you? What does wild mean to me? We all get to decide that. We all get to decide that. But I'm giving you permission to explore that. I'm giving my clients permission to explore that. Okay, so wild is the first part. And let's talk about awake. And this isn't necessarily the physical, just awake that you get up out of bed in the morning. What's the awake you're talking about in this magic? So let's go back to how many of us are living on autopilot or on the hamster wheel. And when we live on the hamster wheel or autopilot, our days go by and we have no idea what's happening. We don't even know how we got from A to B. How many of us drive to work in the morning or at night? And last thing we remember is getting a cup of coffee for the road and then we're at work. We have no idea how we got there. We don't know what roads we took. You know, all of those kind of things. So the awake piece is really becoming mindful, really becoming present, not worrying about the the future, not being shamed about the past. It's just living in the here and now. And when we couple that with living wild awake, we are living in our true selves alive in the present. Now, do you have any exercises? People are listening like, well, I want to be wild and awake and I don't want to wear print pants on my yoga leggings. Okay. I heard that. Okay. But if people want to be wild and awake, do you have some exercises? Like I call it be here now. And you saw some art here in the gallery. Be here now. I'm always like, hello, Betsy, be here now. Right. Right. Be in this moment. Do you have some exercises or ways that you bring yourself to this present? So I use what I call the play paradigm with the P standing for presence just like your be here now, the present side of things, I would, I encourage my women to, when they get their cup of coffee, don't do it mindlessly. Let's think about how does the coffee smell? What's the heat? What does the mug feel like against your hands when it's warm? What does it taste like when you sit down to have your cup of coffee? What's going on around you? Start paying attention to the little things, you know, and that's starting to be present and mindful. So the P in play is present. The L is let go, let wild. So what are the things in your life that you can release? What are some things that you can let go of that no longer serve you? You know, that might be that, you know, you're staying up late on Instagram or you're staying up late on Facebook or, you know, you're just mindlessly going through life, doing things that you can decide, does this serve me anymore? So start shedding those things. How about looking in your closet? Do you have a ton of clothes in your closet that don't serve you anymore? Let go, let wild. When you let go and you start releasing, you start opening up spaciousness to allow things, new things to come in and to experience different things in life and to see what is it that lights you up. The next thing is awake. So we've gone from being present We're starting to let go to let wild. Now we're going to start being awake and we're going to start being aware of what's going on around us. And then the last part of play is why you is your best self. So you're going to bring all those things together. You're going to explore, you're going to discover, explore, and then create a life around what really lights you up. 
Oh, how that is such sage wisdom. Every time you say it lights you up, you know, I think of Kathy Hawk, my very best friend on earth, and the clarity. And she, of course, has been my coach for 20 years. And we always go toward the light, meaning mm -hmm. things that bring you energy. So when we talk about light you up, that's very common phrases in some networks we hang around with, what lights us up. But for those of you going, I'm not exactly sure what that means. It means what brings energy versus what drains energy. So our goal in life is to do more things that light us up, bring us joy and energy, and less things that do not, that suck our energy. And um, I include in that the people, places, and things mm -hmm. that suck our energy. Because I don't know about you, but in my 61 years around the sun, um, I really noticed, especially in my last 10 years, sometimes there's a season for friendships. Yes. And sometimes there's a season for work situations. And sometimes there's a season for all kinds of things. And it's okay to be complete. Yes. And I think that's really interesting that you use the term complete because so often when we feel like it's time to leave a friendship or we feel like it's time to leave a job, we feel like we're doing something wrong. Like we're not finishing. We're not, but when you use the word complete, that's exactly right. There was a season for that friendship and now it's complete. And when you, when you allow yourself to complete that, now you're open to a new friendship. When you allow yourself to complete the job, you're open to a new career, whatever that might be. And the idea behind light, we talked about lighting ourselves up. It's a feeling. We can, you know, when you, when you, your heart flutters or you just get this overwhelming sense of joy, big smile on your face. When something lights you up, you feel it internally. When something drains you, you also feel that internally. That might be the pit in your stomach or the headache that you get or anything like that. So start, I start helping my clients tap into their bodies because they've ignored that for so long. They live above their shoulders and in their head and have really ignored their body. Well, you're just, you're saying so many important things that I want to point out. Um, I'll tell a really good story about Complete that was told by an author named Mary Laverty at the Camp Experience Retreat. Just for all of you who are kind of going like, this Complete thing might be really interesting. So she had a huge house and she had tons of stuff and she had been divorced and she just was done with that life. She was done with having a huge house to take care of with all the expenses. She only had herself. Her children were grown. So she invited all of her friends over and she gave everybody a set of sticky notes and a marker. And she said, please put your name on anything you want and have it out of here by Friday. And she literally gave away all of her possessions other than a suitcase that was packed for her to travel the world. And she said, I am complete with this part of my life, having the big house, having yeah. all the expenses, living in the suburbs. She was complete with that. And she really created a celebration around ending that phase letting that go and going to her next phase. But I've told this story so many times because it's hard to think about completion when it's living a life one way or right. being a parent or being in a marriage. Um, but the more I think about seasons and think about Mary Laverty letting everything go with a sticky note, then I get the completion thing. Yeah, that's a great story and a perfect example of what, you know, what it takes. And I'm sure that wasn't an easy decision to come to. She It took her a while to get there. And then when she did, she goes, I'm out, I'm good. Literally, she traveled the world, lived out of a couple suitcases for a long time and had that different life, <laughs> you know, that we all dream of maybe of not having all the trappings. Like um, I did not go to Europe between uh, graduating from high school or college and starting the world. I started my business 
And no one ever sat me down and said, you know, before you set that whole structure up, you should have some free time. Nobody told me that at 22 years old, right? I just dove right in. And uh, I look back and think, gosh, that's that window that you actually could be a little bit more free before, you know, kids, dogs, debt, business, clients, all of the above. That's exactly right. The other thing that I help, I want women to understand is if the big house lights you up, that's okay. Go with it. If the corner office job lights you up, that's great. Go with it. Go there. Just don't lose yourself in the process and make sure that you bring your wild awake self to that corner office, to that business that you're growing, to the house when you come home to your family every day. Yeah, my friend Kathy's like, you're in that season. You still have the houses. You know, um, we have a mountain retreat center, as you know, uh, where I love to take women and you're invited to bring women to get away to get it. And um, But my friend Kathy now is in a very small <laughs> condo that is just perfect for where she is right. in her 70s and very simplified. And she's like, you're still in it. I was in it for a lot of years until you're not, until you choose something else. That's right. Well, like everyone is climbing through their uh, podcast device now and they're like, I want more, I want more, I want more. How, Laura, do you deliver this coaching? How do you deliver experiences and joy to people that might be listening today? So my favorite way to do it is my programs are all around adventure and play and joy. And I do mini workshops. I do, and those are in groups of usually five to six. And if you like horses, they're usually involved because I have uh, three horses on my property. And so I do them out at my ranch. And uh, we usually have an intention for the day and then we go spend time in the barn. So that's always a good time. I also do immersives where I could do a VIP day one-on-one where we'll spend six hours together just getting down to the nitty gritty. Again, horses can be involved. I also do um, intensives where it's a three-hour phone call and then some follow-up phone calls, things like that. And then in my future are going to be some three-day retreats. There you go. I know a great place for three-day mm-hmm. retreats, but it does not have horses. That's okay. It has wildlife walking through the yard. It's Beautiful. on the National Forest. You get all your nature on you. Well, everyone listening is just thankful to hear there's hope to get off what you call to being the hustle bunny, Yes, which I think we all can relate to, and to choose joy and choose new experiences and new people and to really open up that space for exactly what we need to attract to come in by being complete, um, staying wild and staying awake. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find me at lifewithlauramarie.com or on Instagram at livingwildawake. Okay, there you go. But if you find, you can see in the post for this podcast, you can also find her contact information. You've been listening to Boost Power Podcast and our job is to uplift and inspire. So you boost yourself by listening to fabulous stories of amazing people like Laura who are bringing her best self to the world. And the other thing I love about her story is, you know, you can try things on. You can try on, as she said, corporate executive. You can try on, some of us did, full-time or part-time mother. You can try on entrepreneur. You can try on trainer. And if it does not work, if it does not light you up, it's okay. Yeah, You can have a do-over. You can do something else. And I think that's what's super cool, even in my experiences with women, that when somebody comes alongside you and encourages you and gives you a space to have permission to fail, to try, 
to reinvent yourself, then the journey becomes super, super fun. And Laura is the person to take you on that journey. Please share this podcast with others who want to be uplifted and inspired and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is your host, Betsy. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging in stories from the journey of life and business. Our music is by award-winning singer-songwriter Megan Burt, and we're produced at the Cinder Sound Studios in Colorado. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, people committed to podcasts on purpose that are designed to uplift and inspire. Please subscribe to Boost on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends to join us. Learn more, BetsyWiersma.com.